Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. And today is a sailing story that sparked a memory for me as I read The Valley of Vision. And this entry from that collection of Puritan prayers and devotions is called Voyage. And I highly recommend The Valley of Vision. It starts, O Lord of the oceans, my little bark sails on a restless sea. Grant that Jesus may sit at the helm and steer me to safety. Suffer no adverse currents to divert my heavenward course. Let not my faith be wrecked amid storms and shoals. Bring me to harbor with flying pennants, haul unbreached, cargo unspoiled. There's more. Um, You can read that online or get a book yourself. I simply love the Valley of Vision Puritan devotionals. They are extremely Jesus-centered. It's refreshing to read and ponder written prayers from those old-timey Puritans, devoid of anything from today's toxic effects of the me-centered or prosperity or self-esteem nonsense. As I mentioned at the outset, I lived on, I have a sailing experience. I lived on a small yacht for two years, sailing up and down the United States coast and over to the Bahamas and back. Through that experience, I have a deep appreciation for the biblical allusions related to anything nautical. You know, the lighthouse, stormy seas, waves, reefs, shoals, they're all familiar to me. I can deeply identify with them. I suppose it's the same for believing farmers and fishermen when they read the agricultural or fishing metaphors. I mean, not that you need to have certain life experiences before understanding the Bible, but life experience Jesus causes us to have does deepen some aspects of the word and we gravitate to them on a different level you know it's like when a person becomes a parent for the first time they understand the biblical verses related to parenting on a different level than they did before on the blog i have a picture of our boat at anchor where it's very very blue and calm there's little, very few waves, just very small mounds as waves. We spent many a day sailing the sea where the sea was as calm as it is in the picture. Flat, uh, wisps of wind flowing here and there and only making progress, inching along over tiny waves. The sailor is always restless. We want to go, so we pray for wind. The wind comes, but it's not enough, or it's too much. When the boat finally settles on a loping rhythm up and down the waves, the sailor wishes he was in port. Of course, the moment you get to port, you start wishing for the freedom of the sea, and so it goes. The frustration of no wind can't be overstated. The luffing sails, the slack and listless canvas slapping against the mast seem almost an affront or an insult 
You can't manufacture wind. You can't control the wind. You only can sit there and wait and hope and pray and look. The sailor learns patience. The sailor learns to relinquish control. Of course, this brings to mind the verse in John 3, 8. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Well, the opposite is a problem too. Too much wind can damage the boat or set the sailor off his course or even swamp him and all will be lost at sea. I mean, storms can be terrifying. Let's read this from Jonah 1, 4 to 5a. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God. Luke wrote of the travails Paul endured when he was put on a ship that set out too late in the year. And in their part of the world, winter was a time when many storms brewed up and the winds became contrary in a moment. That is in Acts 27, 13 to 15. Now when the south wind blew gently, supposing they had obtained their purpose, they weighed anchor and sailed along Crete, close to the shore. But soon a tempestuous wind called the nor'easter struck down from the land, and when the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along. Sailors know the prevailing wind's direction um, at the given the time of year. Now, prevailing winds are winds that blow predominantly from a single direction over a certain point on the Earth's surface. That's what it meant when it said the south wind blew gently, but then the tempestuous wind, the nor'easter, struck down from the land. That meant that during that season, the winds were primarily going to be coming from that direction. So you try to use islands as a shelter, dampening the wind's effect on the boat. So if you have anchored, you need to make sure that the wind isn't going to push you onto shore and have you drag your anchor. As the poet stated in the Valley of Vision, he said, bring me to harbor with flying pennants, hull unbreached, cargo unspoiled. That is always the sailor's main objective. Get to harbor. Sailors are not made to voyage permanently. Christians are not made to pilgrimage, pilgrimage permanently. And we're all voyaging toward one and only one harbor. And that is the feet of the risen Jesus in the safety of his harbor, the kingdom of God. Until then, we have a great and powerful captain. He is our rock to shelter and protect us from storms and winds that try to blow us off course or throw us on a reef. Our Lord is our ever-present and mightily capable captain of safety. So, thanks to Jesus Christ, it is well with our sail. I mean, it is well with our soul.
Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and I hope you have a wonderful day.